Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will begin a new message titled, Seek Ye First. This will begin a series of messages centered in the book of Matthew, entitled, For Thine is the Kingdom, which will look at the kingdom life for a believer. Today's message will root itself in Matthew 6, so if you have your Bibles, please turn them to Matthew 6 right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. Matthew chapter 6. If you would go there, we'll spend our last few remaining moments here. Uh, again, I mentioned to you that we are focusing on a series entitled, I'm going to try to sit down on this one, Mr. Tony, because if I stand up, I get a little happy. And I try not to be long-winded today because it's just so good. So um, Matthew chapter 6, uh, our theme is the kingdom life. If I had to give you some uh, um, benefits or blessings in three words that come from the kingdom life. I would say because of Jesus, we have access, we have authority, and we have abundance. Because of Jesus, we have access. He was the one who redeemed us. Uh, he tore the veil for us and gave us access. He reconciled us back to a holy and righteous God. He reconciled us back to God the Father, and so we have access. And we have been granted every spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm, right? We have, yeah, we've been given access. Uh, God has also given us authority. He told us to go and all authority in heaven been given unto him. And he told us go into all the world and use that authority as his kingdom ambassadors. And he said we got authority to trade over scorpions and serpents and all the schemes of the enemy. God has given us authority. We have authority in Christ Jesus, all right? We are ambassadors of the kingdom of God here in the earth. And then lastly, we have abundance. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more what? He says, I'm the God who can do exceedingly and above all you could ask or even imagine. So in Christ Jesus, if you are a believer, a simple way of beginning to process and understand the kingdom of God is that you have access in Jesus' name, you have authority in Jesus' name, and you've been blessed with abundance in Jesus' name. Amen. Is that all right, Mr. Charles? All right, Matthew chapter 6. So I want you to understand that, and as we walk through that this year, we're going to get educated on the kingdom, receiving that good news. We're going to become equipped in the kingdom, knowing how to rightly respond and live out this kingdom life here in the earth, and we are empowered by the kingdom. We need to go uh, 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 be ones who go strengthen someone else, encourage someone else, give the good news to someone else so that they can come out of darkness into his marvelous light. So as, as Colossians says, they can be transferred from the kingdom of, from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous son. Right? So this is extremely important for us. Uh, Disney acquired Marvel. Is this good for you or not good for you? I don't know what that Lord have mercy really meant. You know, so I, we, we, need a, we need an urban dictionary for you to help us understand what that Lord have mercy meant. But uh, 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 Marvel was going bankrupt. They had all this good stuff over here, but they were going bankrupt. Right? And Disney came in and said, look, we had already been thinking about acquiring this, 
We know, we know, how, to, we know how to take this and, 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 and make it better and make it really live out what it's supposed to live out, make it be what it's supposed to be. And both of the CEOs on both sides saw this was a good thing to do, that Disney was to acquire Marvel. And so when that happened, what ended up happening was Marvel knew that in order for it to become the entity that it could be, that it had to submit itself to the will and the ways of Disney. And Disney knew it had the infrastructure and it had the resources to make it a global phenomenon. So what am I saying with all this? What I'm saying is we can be like Marvel. We can have all these earthly resources and we think we got it going on. We got everything afforded to us, but we are spiritually bankrupt. And it's not until we allow the bigger and greater entity, Christ our Lord, to come into our lives to renew us, to restore us, to show us our true value and our true worth, and then allow us to become a part of his love movement, and we make this a global phenomenon. I got two people, Jonathan, I got two people, I just got two people today, and that's all the Lord said, I just need two, and I can show up and do my thing, that's what the Lord said. Now, I want you to understand why this is important, Rebuild Family, because this is our mission to advance the kingdom of God. So here's our Rebuild mission statement. Rebuild Fellowship exists to advance the kingdom of God. My baking disciples who receive, respond, and reproduce the good news of Jesus Christ for the welfare of the city of Durham, its surrounding communities, and to the very ends of the world. We are to go and be representatives of the kingdom of God, ambassadors of the kingdom of God, and representatives of the king of this kingdom. Does that make sense? So this is my heart for each and every one of us. From the pulpit to the parking lot, all of us are growing together in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to pose this question. Will you continue to grow in Christ with me? Online family, you can put a hand there. Amen. Amen. I get, this, I get that question from 2 Peter 3, verse 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So that verse 17 of 2 Peter chapter 3 won't happen, you lose your own stability. Right? We understand the king life, this makes sense? I'm a roll. Matthew chapter 6. Pick me up in 20, verse 25, and I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. English Standard Version. I'm a cool kid today. I got both my e-Bible and my tree Bible. But to help my eyes a little bit more, Nate Royer, I'm going to read from the screen. All right? What am I going to do? Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through verse 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Verse 27, and which of you, listen, being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? 
Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30, but, I love the but God verses in scripture. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? Ain't that what we sing? Uh, was it Maverick City? If he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe you? Ain't that what we sing? I thought somebody was going to tag in with me. I thought, <laughs> hey, listen, my tenor was, was pretty decent right there. Don't try to play my second tenor. My second tenor, Covington, was quite decent right there. It, it wasn't one of my best moments, but that second tenor was flowing right there. So y'all don't try to play me in this room. So here we go. Verse 31, therefore, there's that therefore again, and the same phrase again. Do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Thir verse 34, he's saying it one more again. As we say in the country, one more again. Verse 34, therefore do not be what? about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself sufficient for the day its own trouble i want to try to do my best to equip us to educate us to just usher us in to the presence of god in this way to speak from a title seek ye first the book of matthew is such a beautiful book it's a book that uh, one of the disciples one of the original 12 recorded for us to show us a few things. There's, there's so many beautiful things that come out here. But there's two key things that I want to let us know and understand is we get to understand this, this new king, the Messiah and his kingdom. And that it is totally different from the world's king and the world's kingdom. So we get to understand that he is the Messiah that he's the miracle worker, that he is the mighty God, that he's the majestic one. And everything within Matthew helps us to understand that. There's more themes and there's other things that play out in that, but the beautiful picture that Matthew gives us is that this is the Messiah. This is the one that the prophets spoke about. This is one that the Psalms speak about. This is he, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And then when Jesus comes on the scene, now we're also understanding the prophecy and the name that Jesus or God is Emmanuel, that he is God with us. He incarnated himself and came to dwell with us and to live amongst us. He was fully God and he was fully man. And so Matthew is helping to give some supporting evidence to that truth that not only is he the Messiah, 
The one who came to save and redeem and set free, but he just doesn't leave us there. He stays with us because he's a God who never leaves or forsakes us. Or as one theologian says, God sees you as you are, saves you as you are, but never leaves you as you are. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And then he shows all of the power and all of the authority, and he's revealing and displaying to you all all of the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and amen, and that you, my brother and sister, are a joint heir. So he's letting us know that Jesus is the true and better Moses. He's the true and better deliverer. He's the true and better leader of God's people. And so with that being said, my brothers and sisters, I want you to understand why this sermon series or this theme for the entire year is of, uh, of rich importance for us. Because we need to know who we are, what we believe, and how we are to live out that belief. We're called to be kingdom builders, not kingdom barriers. And the way you know the difference, we'll see that in a second. So I'm going to pose the question to help us to understand that. Will we be a church? I can't ask this question enough to us. Because it is something that we need for those that have been up here for a minute uh, uh, as continuing education for us. And for those of us that are new or newer or considering to becoming a family member of this church, how do we continue on living and walking out the kingdom life? Now, I could always stand up here every Sunday and give you an inspirational message and make you feel good. Make you have a, a high moment for, for just, and that's all it is, a high moment. I don't want you to just have a high moment. I want you to live the low life. So if anybody thinks that they coming at you the wrong way and call you a low life, you just laugh at them and say, yeah. Because 1 Peter chapter 5, I got scripture on it. I got scripture on it. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 6 says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due season he will exalt you cast your anxieties on him verse 7 Miss Taryn because he cares for you I knew I was going to get up out of that seat at some point but you can call me a low life it don't insult me no more because it reminds me that I need to continue to humble myself and stay submitted and committed to the will of God so we're called to be kingdom builders, not kingdom barriers, right? Our lives should be billboards that point others to the salvific work that has happened in my life and communicates this same gift of grace can be applied to your life as well. Will we be a church that is a true witness of Jesus Christ, that is rooted and abiding in his teachings and in his spirit? that is rooted in abiding in his teachings and his spirit. Now watch this. Let me just take you very quickly to Matthew chapter 16. Because as a church, reason why we're going through our foundations class and we invite people to come in to know, to hear more about us because I want people to know who we are, what we believe, and how we live out that belief. And I told our church on Wednesday night just like marriage should not be entered into unadvisedly, 
so should your decision to become a family member of a church should not be entered into unadvisedly because it is a covenant relationship. It's not contractual. It's not based off what you do for me, and now in response to that, I figure out what I'm going to do for you. It's with the mindset of what Christ has done for me. And based on what Christ has done for me, this is what I'm supposed to be doing for you. That English sounded very tore up, but you get the point. Right? Does that make sense? And most times, without the proper foundation, we enter into marriages with the wrong mindset. We think, oh, I went through counseling, or we've been together like four or five or 12 years. We figure that, you know, I don't went a little counseling, did work, that I know you, that, that, that I understand. The devil is allowing that. Because when you say I do, that's day zero. And if you're going to make it in marriage, you have to be selfless. You have to remember that the good news of Jesus Christ says, I'm first the sinner, secondly, I'm sinned against. That I have to remember that I have been forgiven by the great love, by the great mercy, by the great grace of God. And how can I be such a hoarder of that and not extend it to my spouse? How can I act as if Christ only died for me on the cross and I'm trying to help you get there? I didn't know it was going to be a marriage moment. I really didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> relational moment. But watch this. That don't just apply to marriages or spouses. That applies to your coworker. It applies to your neighbor. It applies to your cousin, your sister, your auntie, your uncle, your mama, your grandfather, your grandfather. We have, as believers, we are to continue to understand his love so that others can receive it in and through us. Are we perfect? Y'all can say that with we say you can say that with your chest. Are we perfect? No. <laughs> but we've been purchased. We've been purchased by the blood of the Lamb. And so because of that, we are truly without excuse. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode where Pastor Chuck continues his message, which has been titled, Seek Ye First. Mm-hmm.